welcome. That'd be like the uh, the beginning of time of your life. Welcome. Fuck. Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about the beginning of one Green Day song, but also one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Time of Your Life and I Want to Be a Warhol. Something unpredictable. But in the end, it's right. Borat voice, my wife. I do baby, I don't care no more. You know, Green Day was a big influence on the Ramones. That's what I've heard. And also this band... Uh, stiff little fingers. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. that part in High Fidelity? I do. Um, hey, this isn't our High Fidelity podcast. This is our As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio podcast. And I hope to never do a High Fidelity podcast. I I wouldn't mind it. Hmm. We could talk about Jack Black's flavor saver. True. Uh, Jack Black's a lot of man. Um, I'm actually looking forward to watching the uh, the new High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz. It's supposed to be pretty good. I just does don't it take place believe in Chicago? It. I you just don't believe don't it. Believe it. I mean, here's the thing: is I don't really. I've read the book. I saw the movie. Blah 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 blah. I never liked either of them that much. Like I thought they were uh-huh. totally fine. To reference last week's episode. Um, I think both the love and adoration and the hatred is a little overstated in both mm-hmm. regards. Mm-hmm. I just think setting that specific story and using that exact framework in 2020, like in the modern day, feels really odd. There, it's 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 interesting because I think the things that I like about High Fidelity that I still like are really just him talking to the camera. Because I don't sure, think sure, that sure. it's been done that well, in, except for maybe Ferris Bueller. I would agree. Um, I think that is a, a strength of it. I'd be curious to see how they do that. I think it's just harder to like, if you're trying to build out musical elitists who own a record store, but also like talk about how like dedicated they are to building playlists. It's like mm-hmm. no one gives a shit when they build a playlist, really. Like most people do not. I do. Well, yeah, but like most people put them on shuffle and don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there, there's not like, it, it doesn't express the same thing. Can I tell you a John Cusack story? Yes. Came into my old coffee shop uh, back when it was in Wicker Park. So right mm-hmm. around the corner from where the uh, championship vinyl was located. And it was him and this, uh, this semi-regular who came in and it was like late at night. There was nobody there. And... I'm working with uh, with my coworker. Her name was Danielle, and then all of a sudden, here's this guy that we kind of recognize. And then, well, that's John Cusack. So I immediately go to the iPod and I put on the first Pretenders record. Mm-hmm. There's a prominent uh, use of the Pretenders, at least the Pretenders T-shirt in High Fidelity. Catherine mm-hmm. Zeta-Jones looking great in that Pretenders T-shirt, and uh, and then. The record's playing, and then his friend mentions to him, like, oh, yeah, first Pretenders record. John Cusack just says, I've never heard it. Yeah, you have. You've heard that record before. Why'd you mm. say that? Why'd you lie? I think he uh, 
My guess is because that was not the first time that's happened to him. He he was like he was like, "Oh, I'm just going to say this because I know that this guy, this guy Tim, mm-hmm. who uh one day will have a podcast about Alkaline Trio with his friend David Anthony, mm-hmm. is going to get real mad about the fact that I'm just denying the fact that I've heard this Pretenders record." I think you nailed it. I think you figured it out. Oh yeah, long con on John Cusack. John Longcon Cusack. He, if if John Cusack played someone in the Alkaline Trio, in a movie, who would it be? Oh, Matt, easily come be on. Brian man. Wilson, definitely. Oh yeah, it's old de- Brian Wilson. It's definitely old Brian Wilson, and it's definitely like there's a slight Manson related thing. Hey, uh, it's uh, it, it is wild because John Cusack, he's a famous person, and he's been famous for more than 15 minutes, which is uh something that. The kind of subject of this week's episode, very known quote from Andy Warhol, that everybody will get 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Skiba's like, hey, I want that. I want that 15 minutes of fame. Well, you know, clearly he was going for that with this music video for this song with, uh, uh, what's her name, Mila Janovich, the the famous model is the star of the video, where he's like, we're going to have a pretty woman in our video for the first time. Like, they fully committed to the bit. down the street. Yes. Um, I think I want to get this out of the way now. This song is a lot more fun if during the chorus you sing, I want to be a warthog. Because it's it fits pretty well, yeah. and then picture Dee Dee Ramone singing it like he sings Warthog, the dap 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 dap, and you have a much better time. I I picture uh, Bebop from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, very famous Warthog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had fifteen minutes of fame. True. You ever see that painting of of Bebop, but it's in a bunch of different colors? <laughs> Do you like Andy Warhol? No, I've I, never cared. I really like Andy Warhol. There's something about. Uh, what he does that I think is it's so in your face, uh, and I think that 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 he came during a time where there was a lot of different um, what is art things going on. Sure, sure. John Cage releases four minutes and thirty three seconds. It's a song where there's nothing but silence. What is that? Is that music? I don't know. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm a, yeah, I like Andy Warhol, and I think Andy Warhol is a as a person who is linked into the beginnings of New York punk is also mm-hmm. a. It's, I think it's a point worth noting when you think about. To me, punk in that phase is just a very very good representation of minimalism. Yes, I also think aesthetically there's a strong link because there is a lot of uh, the Ramones notwithstanding who are very utilitarian in their style, especially in UK punk when you look at the Sex Pistols, the Clash, da, 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 there's a lot of that bright, vibrant pop art fashion, which is a clear reference to this. Obviously, Malcolm McLaren drove a lot of that. Well, but Malcolm you know. McLaren really did start punk. I don't yes, know if you knew that. Obviously. Um, but I think there was a loud brashness that... Uh, you know, was important to that. I think Andy Warhol is someone who personally I've never really cared about, but I've never disliked. I think it's something that has been so aped at this point in culture that it's like, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to parody and it becomes a commentary on what was a commentary on art. And I think that's an interesting thing. And I think there was a little bit of, I kind of liked Alkaline Trio playing with this 
a little bit because they did some things that were an extension of that idea where uh, I believe as a promo item, they set out these little like Campbell suit cans with Mm -hmm. like the bright color palette thing, like promoting the record. And it's like, okay, that's kind of clever. I like that. I think, I think this song, uh, I've always felt really mixed on it. I know people who fucking hate this and like, when it came out as the first single, we're like, oh my God, here we fucking go again. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, I don't know. It's not perfect. There are issues I have with it, but I think the chorus really works. Oh, yeah. And it hits really well, and I think live really comes across well. Um, my issues with this song mostly come in the verses and bridge. Yeah. Um, where I think I think Matt's solo in the bridge isn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Solo in quotes, right. really. Yeah. Um, I think that the verses suffer from Derek having good ideas but playing them way too many times. Those big Tom shuffles I like, but he should be doing like the third measure, not every single measure. Yeah. Um the Let's Go sung by uh our friend Brendan Kelly is reminiscent of them what they did with Keith Morris on We've Had Enough, where it's like, oh we've got this big guest spot, but it's just kind of there in the background to do yeah um which is funny because on this record they have the song where tim from rise against like sings opposite dan yeah. which is very odd mm-hmm. um i think that would have made more sense with a brendan like voice definitely uh and i think matt's lyrics and the verses like you don't need to really drive home the painting andy warhol metaphor that much that's the that's the one that gets to me where it's like you can totally go with that chorus and do something that just doesn't reference andy warhol in any way at all just get there yeah it's a good chorus but the yeah it's just like you don't need to fill in the details on you know i want to be a piece of history like oh yeah okay right just like Andy Warhol and the whole pop art idea. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a little bit too much. It's uh yeah, you you don't need to fill us in on all the details of like well, you not only want to be an Andy Warhol, but you want to be representative in these bullet points. In conclusion, I want to yeah, be yeah, a yeah. Warhol. No, totally. And I I like the idea like it's obviously a little it's obviously creepy what he's getting at like and the the video kind of drives that home of like guy hiding in the walls staring at this pretty woman um but i kind of like the idea of like if this was explored in the way of like obviously this was like famously a breakup record for matt or whatever but this is the only one that doesn't feel super divorced from what he's going for and i think what's interesting about this record to me is the first couple songs on there she lied to the fbi and i want to be a warhol i like because He's playing up that kind of pop art, goofy fascination. He's very much trying to do Ramon songs. He's very much mm-hmm. like, whereas I think this addiction suffers from not committing to that premise and, mm-hmm. and thinking that's what Alkaline Trio was. He's clearly doing something more straightforward and a little different and a little goofier where I can overlook some of it because it's like, yeah, in the same way that like, you know, Teenage Lobotomy isn't really about anything. Mm-hmm. She lies to the FBI isn't really about anything yeah. either, and that's fine because it's in service of this hook. Right. The KKK took my baby away. Exa- exactly. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm fine with you doing that. 
but after that i don't think he really writes good songs on this album yeah i think that maybe it's a little bit it's a little bit of I, I think that I'm so fascinated by what I don't like that's happening in the verses lyrically because Derek's overplaying so, so hard. Yeah, and I think for me, I've always been torn on that because so much of this record is, as I've critiqued before, a Bill Stevenson, like very Yo, four what by are the four. fucking synths in this? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's odd also also, like i think one of the big problems that i've heard people have with this song in particular which i do agree with but doesn't grab me as much as like the vocal effects Mm -hmm. um i'm not as bothered by that me neither i think it's in service of what it's going for so i'm fine with it but there is a lot of vocal effects on this record format in particular Mm -hmm. uh which doesn't always suit him super well but yeah, the synths in there don't need to be there, especially when you have that busy drum thing. That drum thing needs to go away if you're going to have the synths, in I my just, opinion. Yeah, I feel like the the drums just aren't really in service of the just that like kind of off time uh, strumming thing that's going on. It's it's like it's that is kind of in the ballpark, but. It's it just doesn't need to be that complicated. No. And I feel like it's there are a couple of like weird shifts where he sort of like brings the tempo down at the end of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and then he just like goes back into what he was doing at the beginning. It's this weird like regressive thing that just it you feel like there's some sort of like downshift in the tempo that's about to happen, but then no, it's just back up yeah and i think that's the thing is like i kind of like i like seeing a little bit of that because i feel like a lot of derek's playing on this record it feels very muted Mm -hmm. and i see some of it come up here but yeah it's very disjointed and i think the issue is that like he's doing these kind of busier tom rolls in the beginning i think he needs to abandon that when we go into the verse he still kind of does it but i think he shuffles the songs into the next part very well but what's happening for the bulk of the part feels very disconnected from the whole yeah definitely um, it's like they were focused more on the transitions into things and they were what do we do mm-hmm. during this time and honestly i really do like like removed from that uh you know the the beginnings and ends he is doing a lot of like cool and interesting mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. he has a way of like hitting the one the hitting the drum that you're not expecting him to hit sure so very good and a well educated take on yeah. someone's drumming but yeah it just it's just a little bit too busy for me and i feel like i'm i feel like i'm very on a pro Derek side in general i don't yes. think i've been critical of his playing and especially not critical with this critique, which I think is kind of the main critique, is that Derek overplays. Sure. I also feel like Dan is really lost in the song. He might as well not even be there. Yeah, I feel like bass is like a non... Like, like there's no component of it where I'm like, oh, that really stands out, which is unfortunate. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this song just... It hits the very simple pleasure center of my brain, of my reptile brain, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, big chorus, fun, yay. But then there's also moments where it's like when I start thinking about it, I'm just kind of like, mm, I guess that's yeah, fine. Yeah. So this is one I've always felt very conflicted on because I think there's a version of this addiction where Matt fully commits to this premise. Of my like, shame is true. Or... My shame is true. Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, where he's like, 
you know what? I'm going through a breakup, so I'm going to write these songs where I'm like, I'm not present, and I'm just going to write these fun, dumb, goofy things, and they're very pop art and weird and like kind of commentaries on showing myself, which I think the first two songs kind of are. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like maudlin to the point of being regressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a it is an interesting take. I especially like you know the way that you set up the the Ramones thing at the beginning of yeah these totally like like I want to be a Warhol she lied to the FBI are just straight off of the uh early drafts of of Ramones song titles mm-hmm. and even and even like presentation yeah it's it is uh it is kind of a shame that he didn't just go with it I know that we've yeah. been like really yeah. critical of the song but I do really, really like the chorus a lot. Me too. I think it's genuinely a very crowd pleaser. Like when I've seen them play this song, like I feel like this chorus hits, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that even some of the classic material, which people like more, doesn't. Like when they go into the chorus, you're like, oh shit, there we go. That's that's a single. Yeah. And it, it makes sense why this was a fucking single. <laughs> like because you hear it and you're like, oh yeah obviously especially because it, it it's funny too because last week we talked about we talked about fine being almost more of a song that belonged on the conceptual uh like track listing of what agony and irony was supposed to yes. be and this is such a back to basic sort of thing that feels like what this addiction was supposed to be agreed and here we have it it should make a lot more sense given the fact that they're doing this with Bill Stevenson. This is so up his alley, but there's just just, just too much fucking goop on top of it. That's the thing. Is like this is a song that either needed to commit in like being way too much with synths and and, and backing vocals and the guest spots and the busy drums, or pull it all the way back because right. As it exists, it's kind of in between those two places. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're going to go that maximalist approach, you have to do it. Like those synth, there should be more of a synth presence in the bridge, replacing Matt's little, you know, do, 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 do. Like put it there again and like really bring it up and let Derek just fucking do fills the entire time. Or. Play it fucking straight. Bring that stuff out. Just like hammer through it. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to hear a version of this where the verse is just straightforward. The chorus is just what it is. Mm -hmm. Like just till the end. That's still okay. You don't have to complicate things for the sake of complicating things. And and yeah. And I think this is one that gets a little lost because of that. Mm -hmm. What do you rate it? I'm going to give it a three and a half, which is generous, but when I think of this song and I think of that chorus, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I give it a three. Um, I I think that, yeah, my, my, my critiques are, are what they are, but the chorus is definitely... It's the strongest part of the song, and I think it's the it's it's much stronger than the weaker parts are weaker. Yeah, I mean... I've always, in my mind, equated this song to Pet Cemetery by the Ramones, mm-hmm. which is a song I love on a bad record mm-hmm. that also production-wise I have a lot of issues with, <laughs> but I just kind of roll with it, you know, at a certain point. And, and it, 
when I want to hear this song, when that's I'm in the mood for it. That's right? Is it? Is, no, oh, that's much okay. later. That's, oh, okay. that's like brain drain, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just, when I think of production and Ramones, I think I immediately go to the end of the century. Yeah. I mean, that's a topic for another time. Did you hear about that time that, that Bill Stevenson just like put a gun to Dan's head and told him to play bass? And that's why Dan hasn't been able to write many good songs lately. Oh! His name is David. My name is Tim. We're friends, and that's why we started this podcast, and we decided to call it As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio. We said, what's a good Alkaline Trio podcast title name? And then my friend Pat Creed came up with it, and then I sent it to you. You sent it back to me. True story, but that's not a that's not what we're talking about today. We already talked about what we're talking about today. It was She Lied by the FBI. Nope. She, it was... But that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about I want to be a Warhog. Want to be a Warthog, baby. And we liked it. And we kind of didn't like parts of it, but we liked it. And really, it's a great thing that we got together to have this conversation about it because we obviously solved a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, we solved the problem of who are we going to hang out with today? Yes. And we did. We solved that. David came over. He's still over. Yes. Feels wonderful to see you as always. Yes. We are so thankful to all you out there for joining us. Yes. Stop doing that. No. We got headphones in the studio now so I can communicate to him quietly. Um, Hey, tell a friend about the show. Yes. Rate, subscribe on iTunes. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were. You can go over there and pledge a monthly amount to help keep the show going. And in exchange for that, we've got bonus audio content, polls, and some swag available. Either way, we will be back next week, just like we're back every week, baby, with another edition, another song to talk about. We look forward to it. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Yes! Yeah, the first break that I had. That I-